You are listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast. Where um, we sneeze live on air. Yeah. Um, today... Uh, I wish we were live on air, though. Podcasts are inherently not live on yeah, air, but yeah. True. That's true. Um, For the most part. So we talk... What do we do here? Talk about adventuring and the gear that goes with it. I yes. That's <laughs> yeah, what, that's why we're here. Uh, yeah. So, um, Chase, Brennan, and I, we, we, in the last episode, talked a little bit about trail running and ultra running in general, and... Um, or trail running in general, ultra running specifically. And what we wanted to do on this episode is talk a little bit about um, kind of how to get into it. For those that are interested in trying out the ultra running thing or or even just getting into trail running, I guess, um, some things to consider while getting into it. Now, there are, I think we are perfectly suited to talk about this topic. Well, maybe not perfect, but... Um, we have all done ultra running or are getting into ultra running. Chase, this is yeah. your first year kind of getting into it. And Brand, Chase is just ultra, ultra anyway. Yeah. yeah. He, everything he does is ultra. <laughs> Sweet. Cool. <laughs> and, uh, got you guys fooled. <laughs> so, and then Brandon, you've done some ultra running and trail running and marathon running and other things in your day. And I've done some as well. And I'm, I've, we're still all trail running to some extent, not like we used to, maybe not the miles that we used to. Um, but it's still kind of in our blood. We, we enjoy hearing about it. We enjoy, enjoy watching YouTube videos about it. Really any way that we can participate in ultra running without actually having to do the work. Yeah. No, Netflixing. Yeah. yeah. Ultra running on Netflix is the way to go. Um, I remember running, trails as a kid well you're supposed to be on a hike right like hiking with the family or hiking with friends or whatever and then and typically on the way down you just start running right because it's fun right. and you're jumping over rocks and you're just running you're banking the curves and and it's fun and that is what trail running should be about right. like having some fun out there and so when we you know i started run running running um 5ks and road marathons or road halves and then uh, road marathons, and I didn't think about trails. I didn't think about taking the running to a trail until later on when uh, I interviewed a, a race director, and that was what he was doing was a trail run. And I thought, oh, well, that's a thing. <laughs> I, we should try that. And so then I went hiking, and that's sort of like the basic way is to go hiking in shoes that you can run in. They don't have to be 
trail running shoe brand specifically per se, but just a, a shoe that you can run in on a local trail in the dirt and go for a hike. And then at some points or another, kick it up to a jog and see what happens. And then you're a trail runner. Yep. Like it's, it's pretty it's, simple. It's pretty simple on the face. Yeah. And then, but you're out there and, and then you, once you, do, and this is the thing with anything too. The first time you go backpacking, the first time you go skiing, the first time you do, first time you try that and just put on some shoes that you can run in and you get to the trailhead, you might start thinking of stuff before you even hit the trail. You're like, oh man, I should have brought my headphones. Oh man, I should have brought this or <laughs> I should have And then you go do it and then you come back and now you've already got a, now you got a list of stuff that might make the next time a little easier. And then once you do that a few times, stop into a gear shop like Gear 30, who sells some of those things that you're like, I could use this, whatever right. that, like something to hold my keys in or something like, yeah, but the best way to do it is to just go find a trail and start walking on the trail, kick it up to a jog, see what happens. Right. Absolutely. And I think you're exactly right on that. Go, go do the, uh, do the actual activity before you start going and buying everything for it. Cause what I see people do is sometimes people will come into the shop and say, I want to get into it. What do I need? And then, you know, I want to suggest, well, you you might need a hydration pack, but maybe not. Like maybe you'll get into it and you're like, wow, I love this. I want to do a 20 mile run. Okay. You're going to need a hydration pack or I love this. I want to do this for an hour every morning before work or something. Okay. You may not need a hydration pack for that hour run. Um, and so go and go and do it and experiment, find out what you like before you drop a whole bunch of money on on stuff that you may or may not use. I know a lot of people who buy a lot of cool trail running stuff that they never touch. Well, we, uh, and you know, certainly as a gear shop, we don't mind you buying a bunch of stuff. Right. However, um, there's, we probably know, everyone probably knows somebody who has a lot of hobbies right. and they tend to jump around and they tend to buy everything you could ever think of for that particular hobby. And then they, they, they drop it fairly fast and move on to the next perhaps. So uh, we're just trying to help you save a little bit of money. Like just go out there, do trail running is a sport that you can't, you don't need the tent and the sleeping bag. You don't need the things, right? You can just go out there in a t-shirt and shorts and your whatever shoes, um, excuse me, like tennis shoes you have in your closet. Or I saw somebody complete the 55 K in they're like, a it's like a Merrill light hiker. I have no idea how he made it. Like they, <laughs> you can, you don't need the things like you can go do it and then start making a list of like, uh, what would make this more comfortable? And then gear shops will show you some things you may not have even thought about, like right. a portable hydration, one liter portable hydration, uh, filter or something, right. you know, like things that you're like, Oh, I didn't, didn't think about that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Get you into it. So, you know, what I found for me is, the gear is fun. It's fun to buy the gear. It's fun to use the gear and stuff like that. But it's also kind of fun to just leave the gear at home uh, to some extent. I mean, you got to be safe, but to just go and run. Sometimes I like to just go and um, run without a pack on, without stuff on me in my pockets or whatever, and just run and kind of be free, if you will. And, um, Remember that time you got arrested because you didn't have anything on? <laughs> right. There was yeah. that. You got to yeah. be careful about that. <laughs> There's a fine line. <laughs> a fine right. line. Greg tends to <laughs> jump across that line sometimes. <laughs> yes. Just to watch. You remember the $500 suit? <laughs> yeah. I got to time this He's thing. Watch. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell where I got arrested because it stopped pretty quick. Well, <laughs> I thought, uh, to my defense, I thought that 
if I could go lighter and yeah. carry less weight on me, I might yeah. I might get the fastest time on that Strava segment up that hill. Up the hill, yeah. Did it work? Um, well, I mean, I was making really good time when they were chasing me, <laughs> but eventually there were more we're, more of them than me, and I couldn't get away. We're teasing. That never happened, but this, this is true. Uh, Chase's girlfriend's name is Strava. <laughs> <laughs> he spends more time with her than anything <laughs> else in else. his life. Yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but but um, some of the best ultra runners are people who just They're started like shorts running. Shorts and tennis shoes, man. Yeah, shorts and tennis shoes. Mm-hmm. But but not only that, they just started running because it was fun for them. They just loved it. They needed some way to deal with the stresses or whatever of life, and and they needed some sort of escape, and that was trail running. And they didn't get it was they became really, really good at trail running because they loved trail running. And it wasn't all the gear and all the stuff that they were geeking out on at first. Now, when they really got into it and, and were really getting competitive and stuff, yes, you have to start geeking out a little bit and getting some of that stuff. But one of the greatest things about trail running, I think is that if you got shoes and you got trails, you can kind of just do it. This is like the opposite of gear. Right. Like, it, you know, it's a gear podcast. We're a gear store and trail running is one of those things where, yeah, man, you pair of shoes and a pair of shorts and uh, a, a t-shirt or whatever. But yeah, you're good to go. Right. Now with that said, um, because you don't always need all the gear, but sometimes you do. For example, um, there have been times where I've taken off on a trail run and it was sunny and warm. Mm-hmm. And I ended the trail run and it was cold and really wet. Yeah. And um, so now if, you know, if I'm going to be out there for a while and, I, and I'm and i concerned about getting caught in the weather, I've got a really, really light rain jacket that I can carry with me that I don't really notice that I have with me until I need it. Like it's so light that I, I just don't need it. And I've got a couple of running packs, one that's a little bigger that I can carry more gear with if I'm doing a real long run and I'm going to be out most of the day or a really small one that I can still carry some water and gear that I need if I'm going to be out for just, you know, three or four hours or less. And so there's some of that type of gear that allows you to go further, to do more and to do it in a safe way that maybe, um, you know, just going with your shoes and your shorts and shirt or whatever can allow you to do. And so maybe let's take a moment here and talk about some of the gear that you might consider buying if you're really going to get into trail running and you want to experience the mountains and all the you know you want to be a a full-on trail runner not just a fair weather trail runner like you want to experience the mountains all the time and whatever weather that means well i'll i'll start because it's kind of expensive and it's not something you need at all but i love my cinto yeah love my cinto watch uh, definitely is, has more information than you ever really need ever. Um, but I, and I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm not on Strava, but I do like seeing, um, I, I like being able to track my, what, what personally I can do. So from miles to, um, to the speed, to, uh, just the route. Cause it's fun. It does a cool route. Like, where did I go? You know, you can look back on those things and think, Oh, Okay, it's all logged here, so I have this information for later. Now you can get way too in the weeds with that stuff, and and get mad if you don't hit the right pace. And I don't, I don't think that's healthy necessarily, but it's a great way to track like everything your body's doing 
on a trail run. Oh, absolutely. I was going to say, I was thinking in my mind, I'm going to say my Sunto and no one else is going to say that. And I'm going to be so creative. You got to be fast, dude. <sighs> so I you got to be fast. Beat me to the punch. Yeah. But I think, yeah, my, I think something that people wouldn't think of as like an essential piece and because it's not an essential piece. I shouldn't say that. But to me, it is an essential piece. Like I'll go on some runs and take my running pack. Some runs I take a hip belt. Some runs I take lights, but I don't take all that stuff on all my runs. I do take my Sunto on every single run I go on because I think it's really cool to be able to look back and track my runs. And I love being able to look down and see what my, what my pace is and how to pick it up, especially if you are going to be training. I think it's an essential piece. Um, but I just think it's really cool. It's satisfying to look back and be like, heck yeah, I just broke yeah. that PR or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's fun. It, it adds a whole nother element to trail running, but it's something that I thoroughly enjoy um, having with me. I should say, I think I owned three Garmin's before I got a Sunto and now I'm on my third Sunto. Um, <laughs> and I don't really, I'm now I just love Sintos, but I don't, if someone gave me the newest Garmin, I probably wouldn't, I'd probably fall in love with that. Like, I don't know if there's much difference yeah i mean they're all good yeah um i know some people swear by sunto some people swear by garmin and and i honestly um go into a shop that that carries both or i mean go check out suntos at one shop and and garmin's at another shop and see which features you think you'll like more usability all that stuff i think they're both awesome and i'm a sunto fan myself but mainly because that's what I've used mostly since that's what we carry in our shop. I think they have a slightly classier look to, to them, which is very important on the trail. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the reason, in all honesty, the reason you're out there on the trail is for Instagram (laughs) and it's important to look good for Instagram. Okay. So that should have been, I should have led with that. Uh, cell phone. I don't leave without my cell phone, (laughs) which is the biggest piece of gear I have on the trail. Cause if I don't take a picture on the trail, then it didn't, I did not do the run. It was all in my dream state. Yeah. It never happened. Right. Yeah. Um, so with that said, so I, I agree with you guys on the Sunto, um, but for me, sometimes I like to intentionally leave it at home and just go run and enjoy the mountains. And sometimes, especially if I'm training for something, I want to see how how the improvement, how I'm improving, getting stronger and faster and some of that type of stuff. And so I want to see um, how much faster I did a certain hill climb or something else um, than previous times because mm-hmm. that improvement is exciting and makes me want to train harder and stuff like that so I do think obviously there's uh, time and a place for both I for example yesterday I just went up um, Ben Lomond uh, one of our big peaks around here and it was such a beautiful day I was with a buddy we weren't um, we weren't like pressed for time or whatever. So we just didn't even look at our watches, look at anything. We just enjoyed it. It was so beautiful. And, and, um, but if I'm training for something, I, I definitely agree. I like to have the Sunto. I like to track how things are going, my progress and stuff. And I'm not, I'm not someone who's always checking my time and checking my pace and stuff like that all the time, but I do want to see myself progressing and mm-hmm. you can't really see that unless you Track, track it. it so. I'll track it. Um, but something that I would suggest that every trail runner purchases is um, 
is a lightweight rain jacket, something light enough and, and that packs small enough that you're not going to hesitate much to carry it with you if if there's questionable weather in the forecast or you look you know you're heading out for the run and you see some clouds off in the distance and you think hey this could could rain on me um a a rain jacket or even even something that's not completely waterproof but windproof and water resistant um they don't weigh a whole lot they pack really small you can throw them in a pocket or um in a pack very easily but it can be a big time uh safety advantage it's crazy what a small piece of fabric can do right and even just again yesterday i'm hiking hiking up this mountain and it's 85 degrees when we start at the trailhead and by the time we get to the top it's 70 degrees at the top maybe 65 70 degrees but it's really windy and we've been sweating hard and so now we're up there and we're wet and the wind's blowing hard and it's really not that warm and we got chilly yeah and so sometimes, especially if you're peak bagging and some of those types of things, just imagine if it started raining on us and got windy, like we get in trouble fast. And we, and we were at least two hours from the car when we were up on top. Even if we're running down the mountain, we're probably an hour and a half minimum from the car. Well, a lot can happen that amount of time. Yeah. What's and your so, favorite lightweight uh, wind and, and rain jackets to go to? So the, the Outdoor Research Helium is I think one of the best and for a few reasons. One, it's lightweight, packed small, but Outdoor Research has an unconditional lifetime guarantee. So for a jacket that lightweight that um, you could do some damage to, you know, one trip and fall on the trail or whatever, you could tear it open or some of those types of things. First of all, it's one of the more durable ones for that weight, but they will fix it or replace it for free forever. So I really like that one. Another one that I have is from Berghaus, and it's essentially the same type of thing, but half the weight even than the OR Helium. So the OR Helium is about six and a half ounces. This Berghaus one that I have is about three and a half ounces, and packs half the size, half the weight, doesn't have a lifetime guarantee, and it feels like it would take about half the abuse of the Uh OR Helium too. So I... I keep that bag house for just special trips and special occasions, and my OR helium is kind of my workhorse ultralight, ultralight thing. So, for example, if I need to carry a jacket for races or something, I carry the bag house. For my training runs, I use the OR helium. I tend to buy wind wind jackets. Yeah, I like wind jackets too. Yeah, got a few of those, and um, big fan. Um, one of the one of the wind jackets that I really like is from Camp. Mm. Um, it's the because Camp has the these. You still wind, make those? Yeah, yeah. they do. Um, Camp has these wind jackets that you know fold into a little pouch that you can strap around your waist. And the pack or the jacket that I have, the wind shirt that I have, is backless. And so you put it on even if you're wearing a backpack or whatever. You can put it on without taking your backpack off, and the back just fits around the backpack. And so if I'm on the run, I can literally pull my jacket out and put it on without stopping running or anything like that, without taking off my pack or anything. And I can put it on, take it off, whatever, um, on the go. So I use it for backcountry skiing. I use it for trail running. I use it for sometimes even for biking. 
mountain biking, road biking. Um, I use it all the time and it's waterproof enough, water resistant enough that even in a rainstorm, it's usually enough to keep me warm and uh, mostly dry. We're, it's hot right now, but we haven't, um, so we're not, we don't really talk about wind, winter apparel, but I, I still have that mountain hardware, I think it's mountain hardware, jacket that's got the wind, it's a, it's a pretty thin jacket, but it has the wind stopper on the front yeah. and then none, none on the back. Yeah, it is mountain hardware. Mountain hard, and I'm, I love that jacket. Yeah. I gotta be a lot skinnier to wear it. It's form fitting. <laughs> but in the winter time or in cooler temps, it is, it works similar to that where there's blocks because you're running into the wind into the cold and your back is releasing the, the right. heat or whatever and it's similar but yeah something like that is what's who's making that stuff now is there stuff out there like that now oh yeah yeah la sportiva makes it Solomon okay. makes it um Salewa. does um, outdoor research still make the centrifuge jacket I don't know. They did. They made one like that for a while. Just windproof in front, breathable mesh. I feel like it's time uh, to get a new one. In the back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of them out there. One of the companies out there that I I really like their um, trail running apparel is La Sportiva. Um, and, you know, they make some apparel that is kind of crossover um, ski mountaineering, trail running. Almost Plus, you Nordic just look cool when you're wearing La Sport. Plus, their stuff looks cool. That's true. <laughs> but they've got some really cool design stuff. And um, um, I'm trying to think. We had some some pants, some like winter pants in here that windproof in front and breathable in back that were really good looking pants, really cool. Um, Solomon always makes some good of apparel. the best yeah. um, for active use. Um, they, some of their Nordic skiing apparel is like perfect for trail running as well, mm. especially in cold, cool weather. So, um, <clears throat> it doesn't look like they make the centrifuge anymore. Not anymore. That was a cool jacket when they did. Um, so that's one, I guess one piece of kit that I really like is to have a real lightweight packable wind shirt or waterproof jacket. Um, the other thing to probably get um when you're getting into running in addition to your running shoes running shorts shirt whatever is um a lightweight hydration pack um or some way to carry water um <clears throat> i'm trying to think i i think probably these days ultra spire is probably my go-to brand yeah. For hydration packs. There's a lot of good ones out there. Ultimate Direction, Nathan Hydration, they still make great packs. Even Osprey makes one. Osprey makes a good one. Um, trying to think of some of the other. Solomon makes them. Yep. Solomon. Yeah, I've got a Solomon pack that I've had for years, and it's. Heck, I have a North Face awesome. one. Really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah, a lot of brands make them. <clears throat> Ultima, uh, Ultra Spire, though, is probably, probably my go to brand. And I. Um, I found that compared to my Solomon pack, and I really have very little bad to say about my Solomon pack that I've had for years. It's worked awesome. The Ultra Spire pack is more breathable. Mm. It doesn't feel as warm on a hot day. So I do like that a lot. I'm seeing more and more uh, Roadrunners use them too. Yeah. Because so, they're comfortable and yeah. you can put your stuff in it and you can go for a run and not have to worry about stuff. So. Yeah. Um, 
and the one thing to consider, like a lot of people go the waist belt route. Um, I have found for me that a waist belt, especially if it's, if I'm carrying significant amount of water or food or whatever, I really have to strap it down tight to keep it from bouncing all over. And then it bothers my stomach, especially on longer runs or on hot days. Um, gives kind of gives me an upset stomach and running vests don't do that for me. And so I can carry the same amount of weight. I don't really notice it as much. It doesn't upset my stomach. The downside to it is they do get maybe a slightly warmer if you've got a vest on. But I think I just thought of a new, a new way to pack your trail running stuff while running. And that's a, that's a thigh belt, mm. you know, and you can put everything in your thigh belt yeah. instead of having to wear it on your back or your waist. Just like, you know, just like the superheroes put their, like, guns and big knives down there, you know? You just put your... I think your, you may be onto something. I yeah, think so, too. I think you should go go after that and see it, what happens. It'll be the first ultra-running thigh belt company out there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it could be like this. It, I mean, never mind. I was going to make a bad joke. I could even do it like a harness, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, it comes up and waist belt and it's connected and everything and then... Huh, okay. I'll bring a prototype next week and let you know how it goes. <laughs> yeah, can you, can you post it on that? Yeah, I'll let you try it, Chase. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll try it out. I'll give you my honest feedback. <laughs> oh, you will too, I know. Yeah. Um, what other what other things are handy? Good good headlamp. Um, you never know when you're... Headlamp's actually a really good idea. training run is going to run long and the sun's going to go down and you need a headlamp. Um, Nutrition. Or, or just, yeah, we'll talk about nutrition, but just having a headlamp because running at night's awesome. Yeah. It's not as hot. Hopefully the rattlesnakes are gone. Yeah. Um, oh, I hate rattlesnakes. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so a good headlamp's nice. And uh, I'm a big fan personally of the Petzl headlamps. Um, I've had Black Diamond. I've had a bunch of others. And for some reason for running, the Petzls are lighter, mm-hmm. seem to bounce less, um, super bright that sort of thing so big fan of that uh, but nutrition what do we need to talk about when it comes to nutrition well it's hard i've tried but it's really hard to take like a hamburger with you on the trail when you're running like it tastes so good bro. You, yeah it really does taste for it, you maybe for t- yeah yeah or pizza or whatever so um it's now we're down to like smaller items that are that you know like uh gels right yeah i or waffles, those then not that kind of waffle, but the uh, honey stinger waffle. Yeah, there, well, there's so many, there's so many options out there. To me, nutrition is very specific to the person. Um, the one thing that's universal, it is it is absolutely key. Um, I think talking to my friend um, who just finished the ultra, the Ute 100, she thinks one of the biggest difference between this is her fourth. 100 that she's done the only one that she's finished and she thinks the biggest thing that kept her back was her nutrition and how often she was drinking how often she was eating um she claims you know if if you can make it if you can run a marathon you can run a 100 miler you just got to have your your mind in the right place as well as your, your nutrition up so and i think that one just nutrition takes a lot of um trial and error what do you like what don't you like find out what you like and do a lot of it while you're running. Um, I can't do goo. I, the goo, little, little, 
every time I want to eat goo, I want to throw up. I just think it, the consistency, it's a consistency thing for me. Can't do it. But I've found several other things that do work for me. Um, shot blocks, honey stinger chews, scratch chews. You know, there's stuff out those. there. I think it takes a lot of trial and error. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan of the gels and the goos and the chews and the whatevers. <laughs> I can't really do the thicker, like, protein bar type things. You know, the yep. power bars of old? Yeah. And the cliff bars of old that were just like a thick, I don't even know. Yeah, your mouth's not, like, you're, you're not in the mood to eat, like, a heavy right. thing like that. Right. My wife, on the other hand, she loved she loved those and ultra running uh aid stations have all kinds of interesting things for you to try while running from peanut m&ms to potatoes pickled juice pickled juice yeah Yeah. pancakes um eggs like yeah uh, like all kinds of stuff so and what's crazy to me is so i just did a a long bike race endurance bike race in uh, california and while i was doing it well two years back uh, not last year but the year before when I was doing it we I was surprised what tasted good at the time like it was a real hot day sweating like crazy and stuff like that and the last thing I wanted to eat was a boiled salty potato because it was so hot and I was sweating so much and I just didn't think I'd be able to choke it down but somebody suggested I try it. I put one in my mouth, ate it. Oh, it was just like heaven. It tasted <laughs> so good. It's like your body knows. Yeah, yeah, right. And so I tried it. It tasted so good. So I had like 10 more. Like well, These are <laughs> these are small, like yeah. bite-sized potatoes. But I had like 10 more, and it was just like I was pumping life back into my the body. The starch and salt was desperately oh, needed. So good. And then I just followed that with some water and Gatorade or whatever, and I felt like a new man. And so one of these things is when you're doing these ultras check with what other ultra runners are doing for nutrition and try it out on your training runs and other things and kind of figure out what works for you even things that don't seem like you'd like them maybe try it out and you'll just see something that works really well on a hot day when you're sweating a ton may not be the right thing on a cool day when you're not sweating a ton and just kind of try to figure it out one of our friends um who did a lot of ultra running and, and owned a running store here in town. Uh, on his big, really hard runs, milk was his. Oh key. gosh, really? Yeah, he would. He drink like he'd have a gallon oh. of milk and he'd just drink a ton of milk, and that's what got him through like the last, last half of his big hundred mile races and stuff. And other people think, oh my gosh, how could you do it? But I get it because when on my hundred miler, um, milk tasted awesome to me um it just it was what my body needed but also uh i think i ate a whole bag of doritos i think i ate a whole pizza like and for some reason i thought i would want healthier foods and stuff like that but for some reason at the time i ate a piece of pizza and it was just like oh i need this right now so then i ate three quarters of the pizza (laughs) (laughs) and uh any anyway the point is test your nutrition try a bunch of different stuff um my experience and and for me what works now better than than other things is trying to eat more whole foods and real foods fruits and stuff like that um for real long endurance stuff instead of the sugary energy 
gels and chews and stuff like that, I find my stomach manages that a little bit better now than when I was younger. I could I could handle the sugary stuff a little better, but not so much anymore. What um, another piece of gear that I try not I don't leave home without, and it can be controversial, are headphones. Yeah. So we do sell a brand here in the shop that are very interesting because um, they don't go in the ear or over your ear. They land, what's that bone right there that they sit on? I can't remember the name What's of that bone. In front of the, ear the bone, bone in front of the ear bone. Yeah. What's the brand name? Uh, Aftershocks. Aftershocks. Yeah. And we sell quite a few of those, actually. We sell a ton of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what they do is they leave your ear open so you can hear the trail noises. Um, and but yet it it sounds incredibly. Um, I mean, it's loud enough. I mean, it sounds really good when you use them, but I, boy, I've gone through so many different types of earbuds. It's crazy. And I just ordered a new brand that I'm excited to try, try out and I'll let you guys know um, how well they work. They're Raycon and they're in ear buds and um, they have a, a lifestyle bud and a wireless, completely wireless. They're just the tiny buds that sit in your ear, like kind of like the iPhone ones. And they have a sport one as well, and I ordered the sport ones, and so uh, I just got them in the mail. So uh, I'll follow up on those. But earbuds can be like the hardest thing to freaking find for a trail runner. Uh, there's so there's so many things that go wrong with them. Right. <laughs> they fall out. They don't. The Bluetooth doesn't work. The batteries die. Like oh my gosh, it's such a. But the ones that we sell here seems seem to be um like they don't. Like people like them, they don't break, they last a while. Yeah. Yeah. The the sound quality is pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, they don't fall out. You can hear what's going on. I love mine. I okay. use them all the time. So that's one of been I guess one of the biggest frustrations I've had when it comes to trail running with headphones. Like I want to wear headphones at times, not always, but sometimes it's just nice to turn on some music and let the miles go and. Um, but I haven't found a good headphone that just stays put in my ear. Yeah. That's comfortable in my ear for hours. Yeah. And so, uh, I'm, I'm still kind of looking for that. iPhone headphones are the only ones that really feel comfortable for long, long periods of time for me, but they don't stay in my ears. It's like, I need to tape them in there or something. Um, I, I can't find duct tape. Yeah. And especially the ones I haven't, I don't have any of the wireless ones yet, but, um, the ones with the cord, that cord oh, yeah. bounces around. Oh yeah. Tangled, oh yeah. It's, it's the biggest pain. So annoying. All right. So I'll let you know how these Raycon ones cool. go. Yeah. I'm yeah. curious. Okay. Um, let's see. We out of time. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I mean this, this trail running conversation could go on for days. Really. There's so much to, to talk about and consider. Um, just encourage you that if you have any questions, if you're trying to get into trail running and you have some questions you'd like us to address, you can reach out to us via, via Instagram, via Facebook. Um, uh, you can call our store. <laughs> you can call our store. What was that? Is that the rake? It's the tour of Utah. Uh, tour, of tour of Utah. Yeah. Chase is supposed to be up at Powder Mountain today. Yeah. I, uh, I'm going there right after this. Actually. Oh, nice. Um, but anyway, if you have questions that you'd like us to about gear, about trail running in general and stuff, we're, you know, none of us are world class trail runners, but we've been doing it for years. Yet, we've, we, right? Yet, <laughs> that's true. 
Um, I, you know, I have been losing some weight, and I think that all I need to do is probably lose another 25 pounds mm -hmm. and get about twice as fast. Mm -hmm. I could probably start competing. Mm -hmm. Like for real? Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all I need to do. Listen, I'm not. Twice I'm, as fast. I believe in you. Well, you better, because you remember that one time when you didn't believe in me? But that was a psychological ploy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes. So Brandon thought I would, I would uh, make it to what was it, mile eighty, something yeah. like that, like yeah. mile I, eighty. You weren't gonna finish. There's no way. Right. Yeah. And uh, I finished. Basically, I was right because you stopped. <laughs> you just hobbled for yeah. two days to get in. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, you know, I did make it, but what? I, we, I think none of us considered was the fact that I would be handicapped and with that would have a limp wouldn't be able to walk for like the next six months so anyway don't do that uh, okay so that's the uh, that's the podcast follow us on Facebook did I say all that stuff yep already? yeah we're okay. good to go cool <laughs> see you out all there right. <laughs> <laughs>